Hi everybody and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Here is what you should know about Japan. The Japanese yen is catching headlines again, so in this piece we will try to separate signal from noise. As macro investors, we are often inundated with flash headlines and recently Japan has been front and center again. Yet with all this noise, it's easy to miss the forest for the trees. In this piece, we will explain what really drove the recent move in Japanese yen, discuss the real underlying macro trends of Japan, whether the Bank of Japan is likely to exit easy monetary policy or not, and cover the implications for global bond markets and the yen itself. The outsized move in the yen and Japanese bond markets has as common narrative that Japan is finally there to unwind their super easy monetary policy and therefore that has pushed yields higher and the yen stronger. The evidence says that the move in Japanese yen has more to do with something else. The first chart in the article is key. It shows the very tight relationship between the yield differential on 10-year US versus 10-year Japan, that's the blue line on the left-hand side, and dollar Japan, that's orange on the right-hand side. If yield differentials shrink, then the yen gets a boost. And that's really simple and intuitive FX pricing theory. Wide yield differentials and low volatility will make people interested in borrowing the yen and buying the dollar, but today the opposite is happening. Yield differentials are narrowing, and so this carry trade actually gets unwound and the Japanese yen strengthens. But why are yield differentials narrowing? Because of the Bank of Japan? Because of something really related with Japanese macro? Not really. Bonds have been catching a bit globally since October. The rapid decline in the blue line that you see in the chart in that yield differential from 350 basis point to 270 is almost exclusively due to treasuries, not to Japanese bonds. And now, mind the gap looking at that red circle in the chart. At this level of yield differentials, dollar Japan should be at 140 already. Back in July this year, the yield differential was 280 basis points, or slightly higher than today, but dollar JPY was 138. Today it's 144 after the big rally. So people seem to find the Japanese yen move out of whack or related to Japanese idiosyncratic stories, but the reality is that global macro matters much more as a Japanese yen uh, driver than anything else. And the second chart in the article shows another big, important global macro driver of JPY price action, crude oil. The chart shows crude oil in blue and dollar yen with each other. And Japan is a net importer of crude oil. The US is a net exporter. So guess what happens to dollar JPY when the price of oil goes down rapidly? Of course, dollar JPY moves down as well. The yen appreciates because the terms of trade for Japan become more favorable as they can import cheaper oil. In other words, the yen is moving fast, true, but it is adjusting to international macro fundamentals, not reacting to Japanese macro or an immediate risk of a Bank of Japan hockey shift. And when you talk about domestic macro situation in Japan and the Bank of Japan, I think you have to start from the third chart in the article. It shows Japanese services inflation in orange and Japanese nominal wages in blue. Japanese services inflation on a six-month annualized basis is actually only running at 1.8% and nominal wages at 1.4%. Back in May, services inflation in Japan was 3%. So if Governor Ueda and the Bank of Japan wanted to react to immediate price pressures, April or May was the moment to do so. 
the situation is much less urgent today. Because imagine this, after more than 20 years of zero interest rate policy and QE, the Bank of Japan decides to tighten policy now. But actually, global inflationary pressures continue to subsidize. So the yen strengthens rapidly, and it kills any hope for Japanese inflation and wages to actually settle at 2%. The deflationary mindset kicks in again, and Governor Ueda and the Bank of Japan don't really look great at that point. So quick recap until now. Services inflation and wage growth in Japan do not justify a Bank of Japan hockey shift at this stage. Yet the Japanese rally has been the Japanese yen has been rallying rapidly. That's a function of two things actually: a global bond rally, which compressed yield differentials, and oil prices collapsing, which helps Japan as a net importer of crude oil. Domestic price pressures in Japan instead are not consistent with a big Bank of Japan hawkish move. The last piece of the puzzle to assemble here is the impact that these crucial Japanese developments in Japanese markets might have on global bond markets. Because Japan is a massive exporter of capital. Japanese investors own trillions of dollars of foreign assets and they are big in treasury markets. So what are they doing there? Have a look at the last chart in the article. Japanese investors have been absent from treasury markets since late 2021 and actually actively selling a ton of bonds in 2022. They are now back at buying treasuries. So what is driving them? Let's understand how a Japanese investor thinks about buying treasuries. Japanese investors involved in buying foreign bonds will also face FX risks. To buy treasuries, a Japanese investor needs to convert Japanese yen into dollar, buy the treasury bonds, and at some stage revert back that FX transaction, sell the bonds and convert back the dollar into Japanese yen. This means the FX of dollar Japan will largely affect the PL of the bond transaction for an investor in Japan. And this is why they generally look at treasury yields in a different way. And the orange line in the chart shows you how they do that. It shows 10-year treasury yields in the eyes of a Japanese investor, which will also hedge dollar Japan risk for 12 months at least to cover that FX risk for a reasonable time while they play the bond trade. And you can see in the chart the relatively tight correlation between the attractiveness of FX hedged treasuries, so when the orange line goes up in the chart, treasuries are more attractive for a Japanese investor, and the actual behavior, the actual net buying flows in foreign bonds from Japanese investors. That's the blue line. When, they, when it goes up, it means they are buying more and vice versa. In 2022, treasury yields went rapidly up, but Japanese investors were on strike because the FX hedging costs were prohibitive. So the orange line in this chart actually moved down because of FX hedging costs, and so did the net buying flows from Japan. But things are getting a bit better today from that perspective, and Japanese investors are already back at buying treasuries. It's the Federal Reserve that drives these dollar Japan hedging costs more than the Bank of Japan itself. Once again, it's global macro drivers that matter more than some flashy headlines about Japan itself. In other words, guys, do not miss the forest for the trees. You need to get US growth and inflation right to get the macro right. And what's happening in Japanese yen and in Japanese rates has much more to do with global macro bond yield moves and oil prices than it has to do with something in Japan itself. Don't miss the forest for the trees. Don't miss as well the next piece, which will hit your inbox on December 15, 
mark your calendars, it will be worth it. And also, if you like this piece, please smash the like button at the end of the article and most importantly, share this piece with a friend. It's free to spread the world after all, and I really appreciate your support. That's it from me, Alf, today. Enjoy yourselves and always stay hungry for more macro.